Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Joel Coleman of Sports Illustrated's Cowbell Corner, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for thunder and lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Joel T. Coleman here with you on a Tuesday morning. Glad you've joined us at supertalk.fm or wherever it is. You get podcasts from. We appreciate all of our great listeners, especially our servicemen who are out there taking care of us. Saw some of your questions about the Overcast uh, podcast app. We're looking into that right now. Hopefully, uh, we'll be able to get that situation taken care of. But as always, you can always go to supertalk.fm and find the podcast there. I want to thank our sponsors over at Strange Brew Coffeehouse and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Joel, how, how, how much Churn and Spoon you got left in the house? How, how close are you to having to go, I got to start making the daily trips back? I have no churn and spoon in the house. Oh, so you're back. You're back <clears throat> to to business as usual. No, no, because it's Strange Brew Coffee House that I have in my house. What did Not I churn say? and spoon. What did I say? You said you asked if I had any churn and spoon in my house. I don't. Did have I really? It. You did. You did. Me of of the no ice cream ilk. Yes. About well, you should that. have some. <laughs> that's all I'm saying to that. Thing. I kind of thought that's where you were going to go with that. Was oh it? no, I, I I just I just made a mistake. I zoned out there. But, for, for well, second. you've been talking for. A little over three hours as we start this, so it's true. You, you have the right to have a a, a a gath, a brain fart is the technical term yeah. for that. And uh, fact of the matter is, um, I, I've got plenty of strange brew left in my house. When I run out, I will get more. Mm-hmm. Um, but as always, whether it's strange brew, whether it's cold stone, oh, what is wrong I, with you? Now you now messed I got up. The brain fart. Turning spoon. Yeah, my God. At least I got the names right. Gosh, man. We'll find out tomorrow. Oh, we canceled our sponsorship. These two guys can't keep it straight. Course, anyway. If, if they ever listened to any of our ad reads for them, they would have canceled. If you go to the building over there across from Chick-fil-A, you're going to get happy. Yeah, it used to be Woody's. <laughs> they had a great. They had better chicken than Chick-fil-A. I'll say it. Well, they say they had better coffee than anything else that's across the street as well. Man, I got. We, we're having brain farts. I didn't silence, silence my phone. phone. What kind of show we got planned for you guys today? Stick around to find out. College Corner. I know that it's called College Corner. I know that it's, they got two locations in the Jackson area. I know that their website is collegecornerstore.com. I know it. We are, we are, we are struggling, and it's 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 early. So I don't know. By the end of this, we're going to be talking about Mississippi State head basketball coach Rick Stansberry. We something. both have our excuses, though. I mean, you, you've been talking for three and a half hours. Yeah, what's yours? I, I've had three kids with me all day long. Oh, that's right. Myself. Yeah, the daycare's so. close today. Yeah. Uh, anyway, College Corner Store. Dot com. Get yourself some new maroon and white gear. Quit being that guy. Quit being the guy wearing that old Mississippi State shirt. That when you go out in public, people are like, "Oh wow, how old is that?" Like, did you get that when you were five? And it just somehow still fits. Don't be that guy. Get some new stuff. Get some new M over S gear for baseball season. Get a new polo. You know, I don't know if you're aware of this now. Nike, no longer a sponsor of Mississippi State athletics. Hasn't been in a long, long time. Time to let it go, guys. Get a brand new Adidas polo and get it at College Corner. 
Advantage Business Systems. Let's see if we can get through this one. What do you say? Let's give it a shot. Advantage Business Systems knows that 2021 needs to be the best year ever for your business. Everybody was down in 2020. Let's make 2021 a real turnaround. And it starts with an upgrade to the technology there in your office. You can't expect 2021 kind of productivity with 2001's technology. So call Advantage Business Systems and put them to work for you today and put them to helping you like they've helped so many businesses in the Magnolia State over the past five decades. Call them today at 844-833-6245 or visit them online at absms.com to find out how Advantage Business Systems helps your business do business. Joel. Yeah. My phone fell down. I was like, what? I'm reaching for my phone there, and I'm like, where did it go? Uh, this this, this sta- pod's off the rails, man. Really I mean, we can't keep our stuff together. We can't. Our pets' heads are falling <laughs> off. Uh, Mississippi State Ole Miss tonight. Humphrey Coliseum, 8 o'clock tip-off. ESPN2, I believe, is the network. Very rare that you get I think, the... it, I think it's SEC Network, by the way. Now, I would swear that Richard Cross <clears throat> just said ESPN2. <clears throat> well, if he did, I think he was wrong. Because I, I just wrote. Well, I mean, this. I hope you're right. Because I, I, you know, I, I don't, you know, he needs to be brought down a peg. <laughs> to be totally honest with you, a couple times. I just wrote this like an hour ago. That's why I'm pretty sure it's SEC Network. You're a hell of a writer. It is. It says SEC Network. So where did he get that from? I don't know. Um, that guy. He thinks he knows everything. Very rare that you get what feels like a must-win game for both teams. But that's where I am with this. I feel. Like, let's look at an Ole Miss real quick. I mean, they've they've just struggled this year. A win over state would give them something, you know, sort of push them in the right direction. The way it did last year for for a few weeks, and then it, it sort of they ran out of gas. I mean, if Ole Miss keeps losing, uh, Kermit's on the hot seat next year. I mean, he just speaking is. of Richard Cross, he 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 admitted as much. Did he? Okay. Yeah, it's just I mean, you can't have three bad years in a row. You just can't. I mean, the only only players he won with was Kennedy's. Exactly. When you when you especially you're the new coach, your first year you're really good, and then the other guys players start cycling out, and your players are left, and they're not good anymore. Not not good. Mm. Not good for your long-term prospects. So Ole Miss really needs a win. State needs one because this whole up-and-down thing has to end a little bit. And like I said, these next two games are tough. You're playing two nationally ranked teams after this Ole Miss game. You got to go, and they're on the road at Alabama, at Tennessee. You just you need to finish this one two and one. This three-game stretch of training. You gave away the A&M game. You got the Florida game. Winning this game would just go a long way in terms of fan perception. Howland's struggles from Ole Miss, against Ole Miss, I should say, are one of the reasons that fans have been loath to buy into him, I think. Yeah, because it's been one of those rock rolls back over to you games. Yeah. Where Almost State every would, time it's been a game where it's like, if State would win this game, people would buy back in. Yeah. And it never happens. Yeah, well, I remember you know, it wasn't that long ago, you and I sat up there at the Pavilion, mm-hmm. and uh, I guess, what, two seasons ago? And it felt like if uh, you know, State wins this game, Things rolling, and then they had a pretty big lead in the first half, and then just mm-hmm. fell apart. That was that was the two that that was the uh, NCAA tournament year, I believe. Yeah, I think that's right. That could be wrong. I think it, it, they all kind of run together. But, they do. But bottom line, yeah, it, it feels like State has many times hit it into this game, starting to feel good about itself, mm-hmm. and then shot itself in the foot. And in you this think game. about the way the game went last year when they just got rolled all over the court in Oxford. But then in Starkville, they did turn it around and had a great game here. It's been the first It's the first game of the series Ole Miss has sort of had the advantage. The state always seems to win the rematch, which would be interesting because that would be in Oxford this year. But it was in Oxford last year. Or sorry, two years ago and the year before that. Um, For State... 
it seems to me that you know they, they've got four scoring. I I, I can't re- bring myself to rely on Abdullah Dew to get double digits, right? But you've got those four guys in Molinar, Stewart, Smith, and Johnson, who you feel like every time out can get you into double figures. You had the stat yesterday. What is it that when they've scored four? I think when digits? they have four in double figures, they're seven and one. Yeah. Who's the guy this game? You know, last week it was to- last week it was Tolu Smith against uh, Missouri. It was DJ Stewart. Who's the guy in this game that's going to to be the the one that pushes State to victory? Ah, uh, I don't know, and I hate to be that guy, but it, it's going to be the one. Change that, my question. Yeah. Then. Well, who's your guess? Um. Well, I just think when I think of Ole Miss, what comes to mind immediately is that one three one. Mm-hmm. That they do on state every year, see, <laughs> to to great success. Against that, I, I guess it boils down to who does that favor when you look at state's lineup. Is there a guy that that going up against that 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 favors? Do you feel like? Well, states had problems with full court press these past couple of games, um, and I, I you know I I didn't think A and M's press was very active. It was just, you know, it was more annoying. Yeah. But State fell into the traps. Uh, against Florida, it felt like they were they were active early. State was able to get through that, but then they they, they made an adjustment to it. They stayed active. That 1-3-1 that I've always, they are very active. They are really trying to make, be aggressive and trap the basketball and force you into bad decisions. So, you know, State's troubles with this, that those are a real concern. And, and, you know, you look at what, I remember last year being in Oxford when, when and, you know, Almost had rolled this one three one out before. That was not the first time Ben Howland had seen it. Yeah, and yet the team was completely unprepared for it. The rematch in Starkville, they were completely prepared for it. They played a much better game, and they even gave Ole Miss a little bit of their own medicine. If you remember, very early in that game, they would aggressively double team Brian Tyree, who, if you're Ben Howland, you're breathing a huge sigh of relief that he has moved on from Oxford. Um, that guy killed State. Yeah, but I mean, you could go ahead and write him down for about twenty five. Twenty five tomorrow night. I mean, that, that might be a low night for him. So, it, that's my question: Is you know, does Ben Hallen, to quote him from a couple years ago, forget to take the coaching pills and fall tra- fall victim? I guess I should say to that one three one zone again. If State has a plan to to get around that, they'll be fine. But if they don't and they turn the ball over, then Ole Miss is probably going to win the basketball game. Yeah, and, and the thing. I don't know, it's baffled me a few times since Howland has, has been at Mississippi State, is we've heard him mention things like this, and then they come out, and it's like they didn't know it was coming. Yes. It's weird. Yeah. Especially, like I said, when you, it's something you see every year. It'd be one thing if Ole Miss had a new coach every year, and every year something changed. But this is something that, even going back to Kennedy, they like to run this 1-3-1 at Mississippi, against Mississippi State. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, for, for, for State, you know, it, it seems to me that if that's the case, and they're going to run that, that's going to you know put put the game into the hands of Molinar and Stewart. Stewart, great great player, really good shooter, but not a great ball handler, not a guy that you really want breaking that press. Neither is Jalen Johnson really. It makes me wonder if you might see more of that lineup with with Molinar Davon and Davon Smith. Smith, because those are two guys you feel like you can trust. I mean, Ole Miss is not a team that's loaded with size. Do you play small? Maybe go Smith, Molinar, Stewart, Smith, and Adu, and put Jalen. Jalen Johnson coming off the bench in this one? I don't know. Maybe talking about this and, and thinking about it and just try, trying to break down what you might see, 
I, I know we don't typically do this with basketball, but if you if you did like a playmaker and an X factor thing like we did with football, um, I mean Molinar might be a good guess for your playmaker, and and Davon Smith may be a good. We X-factor. are going to do that, so just okay, well, keep that in the back of your well, mind. Anyway, just breaking it down like that, you're exactly right. With a one three one, it might make a lot of sense to see a little more a little more Davon Davon Smith. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. Um, just get better ball handlers out there. Mm-hmm. And, and so I think that might be something that you, you do see a lot. And, and, and Davon continues to improve. I feel like every game he looks better and better. Yeah. Um, you, you are really seeing, between him and Cam Matthews, you're just seeing this team get better before your eyes. I mean, you're, you're yeah. seeing that the youth grow up. Yeah. Um, I mean, that, again, I'll say it. We talk Every time we talk about this team, I say it. This team is a lot better than I thought they were going to be. No, there's no doubt about that. And they keep getting each outing. Not that every outing is perfect by any stretch of the imagination. Um, but but each outing, I, I see things that makes you feel like the team continues to improve. Yeah. One good new piece of good news for Mississippi State. Uh, looks like JV and Davis back in the lineup. That said, these last couple games, you know, they've sort of gone to this three-guard thing. You know, does that Do you worry about that upsetting the apple cart a little bit? I don't think so, because this team has consistently proven to me that they're okay whatever role they're in, and until I see otherwise, that's just what I'm going to believe. They Nobody seems to be upset coming off the bench or getting their minutes cut or playing more minutes, whatever they're called to do. I continue to see good body language, and this... Here I am blowing a lot of sunshine for a team that probably sits... I have, I haven't checked in the last week or so, but where's this team at in the net? I don't know. Uh, but It's not good. That, that, yeah, it's not good. But I'm sitting here uh, blowing a lot of sunshine for a team that's probably not that high in the net. But I, I see good body language and a good basketball team, and I don't think just having to figure cur- out a, f- a few more minutes for JV and Davis or whatever, I don't think that's going to upset the apple cart. Currently all. 83 in the net. Surprisingly, Ole Miss is ahead of them, at, even though Ole Miss is 6-6 six and six on the year. Um, that Texas A&M loss is just – it's killing state right this second. That's just a bad loss for the Bulldogs. So I guess state needs to be an Aggie fan the rest of the way. <laughs> they really do. A and M right now currently one twenty one in the net. I mean that's that's state's worst. That is state's worst loss by far. You know state is uh, uh, in in quad one. They're one and one. They're two and one, and then they're three and three in quad three, which is where uh, you would find them. Yeah, you would find. Texas A and M. I would imagine Liberty, yes, and then I bet I bet it's Dayton. Yeah, Tate Dayton's at one hundred and six. Clemson is ranked twelfth nationally. They're thirtieth in the net. That would actually be considered a good loss, especially when you take into account, which I, I believe the committee will do, uh, take into account that Iverson Mulliner did not play in that game. Yeah. So yeah, State has of, of their three quadrant three losses. Two of them Iverson. I'm sorry, only one of them. Never mind. Never mind. Never mind that whole point. So. It's must-win for both teams. State is clearly the better team. That probably makes some of y'all nervous. We'll see how it goes here. Let's give, give me a, a player maker. I think it's Iverson. Okay. Yeah. The more we talked about it, I think you're right. I think ball handling's key, and of the uh, starting five, I mean, he's the, he's your best ball handler. Um, he can score from the outside if need be, and if you know, break the press, drive the lane, whatever. I mean, he can do it. So, I feel like. If you made me guess who's going to come away tomorrow night, the leading or tonight, as you listen, most likely, um, if you made me guess who's the leading scorer, I'd say it's probably Iverson. Yeah, I tend to agree with you. I think I'll go with that as as well. Iverson Molinar, 
you know, not only handling the ball, but he needs to he needs to continue to score well. You know, he had a little bit of a tough couple games these last games for him. I mean, he's still in double figures, but he's starting to expect a little bit more. You expect him to be in high, the high teens, 17, 18 points, not 12, 13 points. So he needs to be around that, facilitate, uh, allow you know his dribble drive to allow some some freedom for the shooters and for the, for the guys down low to have some put-back opportunities as well. He is definitely the engine of this Mississippi State team. Prediction time, I'll take the Bulldogs to win this one. I just, From what I've seen of Ole Miss this year, they're just not a good basketball team. They are a, a, a they've struggled. They can't score. Um, I mean, you can see how much they miss Tyree. And uh, I don't know what their season free throw percentage is, but in their last game, they were off. They were five of fifteen in that game. It's just not good. So yeah, I'm gonna take the Bulldogs to win double digits. You know, seventy two sixty one. I want to predict a double digit victory, but there's just this part of me that thinks this it's Mississippi State, and they never do things the easy way. Um, so I think it's might end up being closer than anybody wants it to be, um, and, and I think there's going to be some you know hand wringing, nail biting kind of thing. But I do think in the end, state wins the game. Um, I, I'll go a little closer than you. Um, I'll say state wins seventy two sixty eight four point win. All right. So we're both going to take the Bulldogs to get this one over the Rebels. And then, like I said, tough two-game stretch coming up with Alabama and Tennessee. Let's move on over to our next topic. That's brought to you by our good friends over at Welcome Home Beef. I'm going to be hitting them up this weekend again, I think. I might, I might do double beef weekend. I know. You, you hit them up most every weekend. Right? I, you're not wrong. I mean, and you know what? I eat good. Yeah, you do. On the weekends as well. I've got some ribeyes at, at the house already. might do that on Sunday. I think I, I'm looking at this smoked French dip sandwich. I think I'm going to do that this weekend. Yeah. Joel is nodding intently. He's got that. Uh, he's got that. Uh, that uh, Leo DiCaprio yeah. from Django thing going. Hey, you had my curiosity, yeah, but now you have my attention. So that could be you. Just got to give Welcome Home Beef a call or swing by today, and you could be eating good this weekend as well. I'm talking about Grain Fred, Grain Fed. I don't know who Grain Fred is. Maybe he's the guy who puts the grain out there. I don't know. <laughs> Locally sourced beef. Mississippi State is the one who does the production of this beef, so you're working with people who support the university. It's just a no-lose situation. Call them today, 662-268-8148, or visit them online at welcomehomebeef.com. You saw that. You saw what happened there. <laughs> Let's just get to the ad. Welcome home beef. It just tastes good. If there's anybody out there today was like, hey, I heard these couple podcasters down in Mississippi. They do a really good job. Let's listen to them. Maybe we can elevate them up. You know, to don't listen to today's. Yeah, God, don't, don't no. listen to today's show. All right. Well, we're going to stay on the on the hardwood here, but we're going to switch over to the women. Really tough loss for the ladies. No, I shouldn't say really tough. Really bad loss for the ladies. Uh, Saturday or Sunday against Texas A and M. Now, interested in recapping the game. I think the big question is obviously what's going on with this program. The big question is the big picture. Right. So let's. I'm going to start with a couple of things that. You, depending on what side of the coin you're on, you can call them excuses, you can call them reasons. But, you know, outside of Maya Taylor, there's not a lot of veteran leadership on this team. I know Jessica Carter played a lot last year, Rikia Jackson played a lot last year, but they're still underclassmen. I mean, you don't, who, who's, who are the seniors on this team? Other than Maya Taylor. There's just not one. You know, this is a, boy, if anybody could have benefited from Jordan Danbury deciding she wanted to get a doctorate or something. Well, Maya's a junior, by the way. Oh, yeah, that's right, yeah. So, is she a junior or is she... Redshirt junior. So she's been in the program for four years. 
Plus, you got an extra year of eligibility last year, right? I think, yeah, so, sure. She's anyway, a veteran. Yes. Why? Why do you? Well, if we were counting seniors, I was just making sure everybody knows that's not a senior. Right. But yeah, Jordan Danbury coming back would have helped this team tremendously. I know there's been a lot of talk about Chloe Bibby and, and Andrew Espinosa Hunter. Uh, they're having success at Maryland and Seton Hall, respectively. But those, I think those players, were, they're, they're just on their way out, one way or the other. Um, so you just don't have a ton of, of, of leadership who's been through those wars before. Um, yeah, I mean, it's a very young basketball team. And you know, the transition from Vic to Nikki has not been the smoothest one, obviously. One thing I, I see that I don't particularly care for, and maybe it was just in this past game, I did I, I you know I didn't see it as much, but uh, there's been a lot of you know she's not Coach McCray Penson not active enough, not guys. If you're there at the game, she's screaming at those girls the whole time. Yeah, you know it's just not clicking. Something's not clicking there. But it's a fair question, you know, because with Vic and, and the way he ran the program versus the way it's it's happening now, you know. Are you worried long term about Mississippi State women's basketball? Women's basketball. I said women's basketball. I you? said it. I said women's. <laughs> you just you're like my wife. You're over here just like I'm waiting like a tiger ready to pounce <sighs> on me making a mistake. Watch me make one. I, I can't wait. I'm going to point it out. Go. <laughs> Did it. Get it. Go ahead. Oh. I, I'm not. I think it's way too early to make that call. There, there are a lot of people that have already made a decision. Oh yes, there are. That is just over twelve games into the Nikki McCray Pinson era, and I don't, for the life of me, understand how you can come to that conclusion after twelve games. Twelve games in which, I mean, you've seen some good things and you've seen some, as you saw last Sunday, really bad things. Now, I think it's totally fair to to question it though. I mean, you, you had a a guy in Gary Blair who's he's coached a game or two in mm-hmm. his career that said after the game there wasn't but one Mississippi State player that came ready to play. Mm-hmm. And that was Maya Taylor. And it was Maya Taylor. Yeah. And to me, that's a if your team isn't ready to play. Mm-hmm. I mean, do they hold some responsibility as individuals and, and players on the team? Yes, they do. But to me, if your team is not ready to play, that hangs on the head of the head coach. Always. What did we say last year um, when Mississippi State football goes over to Auburn and four or five yeah. minutes into the game, they're down 21-0? Yeah, yeah. Look, you know, I love Joe Moorhead, but that's on Joe. Yeah. That your guys are not in any shape, form, or fashion prepared. And, I mean, when, when the opposing coach can look at your roster and look at the game and say only one of those girls came to play today, now he did go on to say that he thinks Nikki's going to have everything ironed out. State's going to be right back where they were. Mm-hmm. Um, to to be fair, but I'm but, always nervous when other coaches are complimentary of you. By the way, and, and goes back to the Croom days. Yeah, and, and we've heard it twice. But I mean, what are you going to say if you're talking about the other coach? I mean, you can't get up there and say I don't think she's going to ever. I don't think she's going to make well, you it. You could just say nothing. You could, and, and in that instance, he could have just left the sentence alone and yeah. just said only one of them came to play. But anyway. Uh, I don't know. There are things that are definite indictments on Nikki McCray Pinson. But again, it's too early. Mm-hmm. You know, it's too early to just. Maybe the problem isn't Nikki McCray Pinson. Maybe was the problem. Maybe the problem was guys like you and me that sit up here before the season started and said it was Final Four bust with this group. Possibly. And then we just start the show by saying, 
there's very little experience there. Yeah. I mean, so and, why did well, we, we started think the that? segment? We started Joel, the segment, not the show. That's, that's right. The that's show right. starts with me saying, "This is thunder and lightning." <laughs> oh man! Yeah, I mean, it's it's pretty obvious that we overestimated this team, you know. But I still think they're incredibly talented. Now, they're. The, I don't know if attitude is the right word. Sort of, the, they sort of seem to have a different problem than the men, though, right? The men feel like they're playing hard. The women, I, I don't get that. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think this women's team, semi sorta, is equivalent to like last year's men's team. Is that fair? A, a fair assessment? Yes. Where like you looked at the the pieces and thought, man, they ought to be a lot better than they Rikia's, are. Rakia is Reggie Perry. Jessica Carter is Robert Woodard. Even though they swap the positions there, you know it just it feels like you just don't have the 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 chemistry that you've had in years past. Somebody pointed this out on a message board, but you know think about Vic's teams and how much pride they took in taking a charge. Do you see that even right oh, now? Oh yeah, you remember Dom used Dom, to just get Morgan Williams, Blair Schaefer, yeah. Rashonda Johnson. They would just. I mean, they lived on the floor almost. It was like, if you drove into the lane, they were pushing each other out of the way to take that charge. And and part of this, too, speaking of of the the women's teams of old, I think part of this, and the reason that there's so much angst a little bit, is some of the beloved characters of this team aren't there anymore. Right. I mean, Chloe was beloved. Yeah. She was. Well, there's nobody gone. left that made there, a contribution there, from Vic, two years ago. Yeah, whether I, from the head coach to the assistants to the players, it's just it's a different bunch, different group, different time, mm-hmm. and a little bit of struggle. And you got a lot of folks that's just <laughs> don't don't know. I mean, that, just think that the Nikki should be fired today, twelve yeah. games in, and that right. that to me. Is jumping the gun a bit, to say the least. Right. Um, but yeah, I think it's totally fair to have concerns, um, given the fact that they just went to A and M and weren't even really competitive. No, they weren't at all. They were not. That, that's what's concerning. Yeah. It is not that they lost a game to the number seven team in the country, but the fact that this program that a couple years ago was playing for the second straight was in the national title game for the second straight year. Yeah. And now you go on the road to the number 17 in the country, and you just get boat raced. I mean, it's and, and you're and not competitive. And now you've lost two in a row. you lost two in a row. And here comes South Carolina. And you've lost three of your last five, and mm. one of the two wins in that was almost a 12-point blow it to your in-state rival. Yeah. It, it, there's been a lot of ugly the last five games yeah. for this team. So I'm, I'm 100% in the camp of I get why there's a little bit of angst and worry. But I'm also – I also think you have to remove yourself from it a little bit and say – I mean, look at what Nikki McCray Penson's resume was. Look at what I mean. She she can't she comes highly, you know, regarded, and uh, she's been a winner at everything she's ever done. I, I really probably believe. I, I really believe that that she's never probably in her life dealt with any losing <laughs> at all. Right, and not not that she's got a losing program here. I mean, you know. It's just been a bad stretch the last couple of weeks, but yeah. this has to be eating her alive. Yeah, you would think. And my guess would be that ultimately she's she's gonna either figure it out or work herself to death to figure it out. Yeah. Like it's just her personality. I mean, they're gonna be, to, they're gonna be eight win, and five but, after Thursday because they're not gonna beat South Carolina. I don't think. The problem for women's basketball is this: 
even as bad as the men were with Rick Ray and the, people still cared. I never felt like there was apathy, but it was never just like complete and total disengagement. People still people still got angry on social media when they played poorly. That will not be the case if this program continues to lose. People will just forget about it. Like the way the way they did before Vic Schaefer. It'll just be a, a non issue for Mississippi State. So, you know, and so much of State's fan base for women's basketball was connected at the hip to Vic Schaefer. You know, that, that was his army, basically. Those, those, those fans who were there from the beginning and they watched it build up, and they don't have that same connection with, with Nikki mccray Pence. And to her defense there, she's had no atmosphere to be able to do that. Right. I don't know. She I can't even know. go out and meet people. I don't know if she, if she's a rally the troops around your program kind of person like Vic was or not. Right. Because all she can do is get on Zoom with us or with anybody. You know, you, you can't have the – Vic used to have the, the luncheon up there, yeah. what, once a week or whatever yeah. it was, and that place was packed and people wanting in. You can't do that now. Right. No, you're right. So she's had a lot – she's had a lot stacked against Everybody her. has, you know, so it's just you got to get through it. You got to get through it. We'll see what happens with her, like I said, this weekend. And it's such an interesting situation, right, is they, they, they play South Carolina – and then they play. They don't play again to the fourth. Is that right? Yeah, because the other Vandy game has been canceled scheduled for the first. They, Vandy's they, no longer playing women's basketball yeah, this year. So, so yeah, after the Sunday game against A and M, there's only one game in a like a 19 day stretch. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? Feels like she could you know play South Carolina and then spend a week just absolutely running them into the dirt, practicing like we're gonna get this fixed now, and. You know, go from there. We'll see. Or maybe you just get out. I mean, there's something to being in basketball mm-hmm. shape, like for a game. Yeah. As no, opposed right. to just practice. So you wonder if, if you wonder if that hurts them playing one know. game in 19 days. I don't know. Joel, let's move the rumblings back a day, shall we? Amen. Right. I was hoping you'd suggest something. Yeah, like we that. You know, eight o'clock tip. That means that we're, we'll be up here. You know, eleven thirty, twelve o'clock recording. Can't go through an hour of the rumblings. Just don't want to do that. So we'll do the rumblings on our Thursday podcast. So tomorrow we'll recap. Uh, Mississippi State Ole Miss, and we'll figure out a couple other things to talk about as well. Maybe do a, a football segment as well, another year two look-ahead kind of segment. Guys, have a great Tuesday. Back with you on Wednesday for Joel T. Coleman. Woo! I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.